This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. I want to talk to you today about what every parent needs, the needs of every parent. Our scripture readings found in Ephesians chapter 6. Notice what God's word says. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Let us pray. God, I cannot. You never said I could. You can. You always said you would. So I pray today that you will speak to the hearts through the precious Holy Spirit of men, women, boys, and girls who perhaps don't know you as Savior. I pray that you'll speak to the hearts of those that are a distance from you, that today they would renew things. They would renew their life to you, God. I just pray that you would work. God, we're believing you for a fruitful invitation. And for all you do, we're just going to praise you. We're just gonna exalt you. We're just gonna magnify you because we pray this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I wanna take a few moments and I wanna to talk to you about what every parent needs. What every parent needs. I, I heard about a young lady that was addressing her father and she addressed him by saying, oh man, oh man. And when she said, old man, he, he, he looked around and she said, can I, old man, can I have some mun to hit the flick? Can I have some mun to hit the flick? Now, what does that mean, some mun to hit the flick? That means, can I get some money to go to the movies? And he looked at her and he said, no, uh, you, you can't have any mun to hit the flick. But you can swish the dish, spread the bed, and flop the mop. Well, we've set this day aside. I remember years ago going to West Virginia to the home of Anna Jarvis. I don't know if you know this, folks, just a bit of information, but the lady who actually started Mother's Day was a lady by the name of Anna Jarvis from West Virginia who was never a mother. She just wanted a day to be set aside because she saw how her mother worked and all the sacrifice her mother went through. So it was a lady who was not even a mother, but she wanted mothers to be honored because mothers truly are worthy of honor. I remember when I was young, it was Mother's Day one year, and, and there and my mother had gotten up early, and she'd prepared a, a, a delicious meal. She started cooking real early. She placed the meal on the table, and we had a wonderful Mother's Day lunch. And I remember that afternoon, I was watching a I forget, I was watching some sporting event. I guess it was a baseball game. And I looked in there in the kitchen, and there was mom. I could see that red hair in the kitchen. And I could see there in the sink, mom was standing over the sink. And I mean in dishwater, she was up to her elbows, and she was washing dishes. And it just infuriated me. I walked in there, and I said, no, 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 no. It's Mother's Day. You get your hands out of those dishes. They'll keep till tomorrow. <laughs> well, certainly, we want to honor our mothers. 
Do you realize this, folks? God gave 10 commandments. Now, let me say something. God didn't give 10 suggestions. They're 10 commandments. God gave 10 commandments, and the first four of those commandments deal exclusively with our relationship with God. If you study the first four commandments, they totally deal with you and God and your relationship between you and God. Because you got to understand something, folks. It all begins right there. It all begins with your relationship with God. And the first four deal exclusively with your relationship with God. But then we get into the next six, and it deals with your relationship with other people. Now, we get to commandment number five. There are ten commandments, but let me say something to you, folks. You get to commandment number five, and it's the only one out of the ten commandments that there's a promise for us. It's the only one that God said that if you do this, this is what I promise. You say, Pastor, I didn't know that. It's the only one that there's a promise that comes with it. Look, look at it, what he says. Honor thy father and thy mother. Wait, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee. What, what, what does it talk about well with thee? Well, here's what it's talking about. It's talking about you will have prosperity. Now, when, when we say that word, people immediately think finances, but it's talking about you'll have emotional prosperity. You'll have mental prosperity. You'll have relational prosperity. It literally says that it, it, it's gonna be well with you, but wait, it doesn't end there. It says, and you may live long on the earth. Now, let me give clarity. I didn't say this. God said this. This is not my words. This is the words of God. We are to honor our parents. We are to honor our mother and father. You say, well, you don't understand, preacher. I, I, I didn't have the best. Well, let me explain something to you. From time to time, I'm in a courtroom. And I'll see the judge up on the stand there. And I've never walked into a courtroom and said, hey, Bob. Not to the judge. When I'm in that courtroom, it's your honor. Because I may not honor his performance, but I do have a responsibility to honor his position. And we're to honor the position of our mother and father. Now, let me, let me make three quick statements that I think are so important. Three quick statements. Statement number one, your parents are flawed humans. Your parents are flawed humans. And by the way, folks, we're all flawed humans. You say, well, my, my, my parents are not perfect, but I want to give you something to think about. You're not perfect either. One guy was speaking and he said, has anybody ever met a perfect man? Has anybody ever heard of a perfect man? And one man raised his hand. He said, I have. Yes, I know a perfect man. He said, my wife's first husband that's deceased. <laughs> but here's what I know, all parents are flawed. See, see here, here, here's how the process starts out. Um, first of all, we start out where we idolize them. 
You say, what do you mean we idolize? My daddy can do anything. There's nobody like my daddy. My mama can do anything. We start out and we idolize them. But we don't stay on idolize. We usually move to the second stage, and that is we demonize them. We say literally every problem in my life, the source of my problems is my mom and dad. But we move from idolize to demonize till we utilize them. I said, Pastor, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, dad, could, could, I, could I get a little help financially? Mom, can I, can I, can I use your car? See, we start out idolize, demonize, utilize, but look, here's where we eventually get to. We get to the point we humanize them. And we realize there's so much bad in the best of us and there's so much good in the worst of us, it hardly behooves any of us to talk about the rest of us. And we realize that all people are flawed and the best of men are men at best. And it's a great day, folks, when we realize that your parents simply are flawed humans. But no matter who you would have had, all people are flawed. So that you got to accept the fact that your parents are flawed humans. Let me, let me tell you the second thing. Here's a deep thought. You wouldn't be here without your parents. Look here, you say, well, pastor, they didn't do a real good job. They may not have done a real good job, but I want you to know something. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your parents. You really wouldn't. If it wasn't for a lady that went to the sixth grade, and that'd be my mom. I guess the sixth grade would have been her senior year. But if it wasn't for my sixth grade mother, I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't get to preach today. So I owe a debt of gratitude to my mother and my father because, folks, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. And you wouldn't be here without your parents. Let me, let me tell you the third thing that I know. God chose your parents to make you unique. God chose your parents to make you unique. You know, there are, there are accidental parents, but there are no accidental children. Look, look what Psalms, look, look what it says. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Pastor, what does that mean? That means that God took the DNA from your mother and God took the DNA from your father to make you just like you are. <laughs> you say, but you don't understand, preacher. I didn't have the best parents. No, no, look here. God was more interested in creating you than he was your parents' parenting skills. <laughs> he was more interested in creating you than he was your parenting skills, the parents' parenting skills, because he took that DNA from your mom and he took that DNA from you and he made you unique. Now, 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 get this, folks. Get this. I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. And some, something that's, that's so important. I preach for years. I preach for years that a baby was born, and then God had a great plan for the child. But I was wrong. 
I was so wrong. I understand now Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. It says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet to the nations. You said, Pastor, paraphrase, explain it to me. I, really, I will. God had a purpose. God had a purpose. And God took the DNA of your father. And God took the DNA of your mother. And he put those people together because he wanted you to be created for the purpose that he made you for. See, ladies and gentlemen, you were made on purpose for a purpose. Now, let me say something. We're to honor our parents. It's very clear. But I believe that we honor our mother and father in different ways at different stages of life. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, first of all, you honor your mother and father when you're a child by obeying. You say, Pastor, I, I, I'm a young person, I'm a child, and I, I want to honor my mother and father. How can I honor my mother and father, and how can I honor, honor God? You, you honor them by obeying. Where, where do you get that, Pastor? Well, I get it out of the Bible, because Ephesians 6 and 1 says this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Young people, you want to please God? Obey your parents. You want to honor God? Obey your parents. Because the way you honor your parents when you're a child is by obeying them. Somebody said, Pastor, I've just, I've just talked to them, and I've, I've talked to them, and I, I, Pastor, I, I just can't get through. Mm. <laughs> Some way, sometimes the only way you can get through the ear is to get through the rear. <laughs> I love this. I saw this billboard years ago. It said, attention teenagers, are you tired of being harassed by your stupid parents? Act now, move out, get a job, pay your own bills while you still know everything. <laughs> I am convinced that uh, when you have teenagers, you understand why animals eat their young, amen? Look here, you say, Pastor, I want to I honor, I'm a child, I want to honor my parents. You honor your parents by obeying them. I love what Tim Keller said. He said, it's respect for parents that is the basis for every other kind of respect and every other kind of authority. Let me tell you something. If you don't teach children to obey their parents, and respect their parents, 
they won't obey and respect anybody. If you don't teach them to obey their parents, they won't obey their parents and they won't respect anybody. They won't respect spiritual authority. They won't respect their teacher at school. They won't respect the 900,000 law enforcement individuals that make a nominal salary and put their lives on the line every day. And make me make a quick injection. I know there's some bad ones out there, but we can't swap them all with the same brush. I thank God for the men and women that protect us and want to serve in law enforcement. I think there ought to be a respect, ladies and gentlemen, for a man and woman that puts on a uniform. A man and one woman that puts on a uniform is, is willing to serve our country on foreign fields, is willing to say goodbye to their wife and children, to go abroad to keep us safe. There's something wrong when we can't respect those individuals. We're to respect our elders, we're to respect others. And I am convinced it begins as a child. You want to honor your parents as a child? You honor your parents as a child by obeying them. But wait, you don't stay there. You honor your, your parents as a young adult by respecting them and listening to them. You honor your parents as a young adult by respecting them and listening to them. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 13 and 1. Now, let me make a statement. They're flawed. And by this point in your life, you've realized how flawed they are. But can I say something? They're coming back from a road that you're going down. They're coming back from a road that you're going down. I know you've got all the answers. I was you. And I had all the answers and then I realized I didn't even know the question. Because they're coming back from a road that you're going down. And look what the Bible says. A wise son heareth his father's instruction. But a scorner heareth not rebuke. You say, Pastor, I'm a, I, I, I'm a young adult and I, I want to honor my parents. I'll tell you how you honor them. You honor them by respecting them and listening to them. For some of you, that's going to mean... Dad, I need your advice. Now listen, I can't be there. But in some homes, the dad's going to collapse on the spot. Because you don't do that. It's when you say, Mom, I, I really need your opinion on this. And let me tell you something. They need that far more than they need a gift from you. They need your respect and they need you to listen to them. Mark Twain said, when I was 14 years old, my dad was so ignorant. He said, I couldn't hardly stand to be around that old man. But he said, you know, when I reached 21, I started realizing that my dad knew some things. He said, it's amazing what dad learned in only seven years. Let me tell you how you honor your parents as young adults, by appreciating them and providing for them. What, what do you appreciate? You appreciate their effort. 
You appreciate their efforts. Proverbs 23, verse 22 says this, hearken unto thy father that began thee and despise not thy mother when she is old. Look here, I am a parent. And you know what 99% of parents want for their children? 99% of parents want this. I want my child to have it better than I had it. That's all they want. They're just saying, I just want my child to have it better than I had it. So you honor their effort. But if there's something else you can honor, you can honor their sacrifice. Because see, you won't know about the sacrifice. Because you wasn't mature enough at the time to put your your mind, your faculties around how they sacrificed. Do you realize, folks, that if a child reaches 18 years of age, mom and dad spent the national average $350,000 on that child by the time it got 18. Now, what if you had multiple children? Hey, here's the thought. Do you ever think about what mom and dad could have had if they hadn't had you? <laughs> See, every, every guy goes through four stages. He believes in Santa. He don't believe in Santa. <laughs> he is Santa. <laughs> and then he ends up looking like Santa, amen? You, you appreciate them and, and you provide for them. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about with your time. Mom don't need another bouquet of flowers. It's your presence. It's not a bunch of presents. It's your presence. With your time. And look, with your money if needed. You say, where do you get that? I, I get it out of the Bible. Psalms 127. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Wait. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man. What do arrows do? They protect. They take care of. All I'm trying to say is children... You have a responsibility to protect and to take care of your parents when they get old. I, hey, I don't mean it wrong, but something's wrong when mama raised seven and seven can't raise mama. See, somebody said, Pastor, we, we, we got a need and we need to contact Pastor Benny and we need to get the church to help. Have you read your Bible? <laughs> Have you read your Bible? Have you read 1 Timothy chapter 5? Have you read verse 16? No, no, no. You say, we got a family member in need. We need to contact the church. No, you need to contact the family. It's the family's responsibility to step up and take care of the family. And by the way, I'm preaching better than you're responding. It's the family's responsibility. 
Now let me say something. You say, wait, Pastor Benny. I, I didn't have the best family situation. I just didn't have it, Pastor. There may have even been abuse. Well, well let me say this right quick. For anybody that would abuse a child in any capacity, there's severe judgment coming from God. Look what God's word says. It's better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and cast into a sea than he should offend one of these little ones. Let me, let me tell you something. There's the judgment of God. The accountability from God is coming to any man or woman that would abuse a child in any capacity. You say, Pastor, I, 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 didn't, I didn't have the best home life. Well, here's what I know. If you didn't, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not an anthropologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. But here's what I know. You can't ignore it. You can't deny it and it be healthy. You can't fake it. You have to face it. And when I say you have to face it, this is what I know. If you had a difficult childhood, if you don't talk it out, you'll take it out. If I, if I don't talk out a bad childhood, I'll take it out on the relationships that I'm in contact with now. If I don't talk it out with somebody, I'll be taking it out on others. And I'll be venting that anger to others. See, see, sometimes before we can honor people, we've got to be honest about people. And, and if you can be honest to them, it's a blessing. But you say, wait, Pastor, what if they're dead? What do I do? Well, here's what I would say to you. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. You say, well, wait, what, Pastor Benny, what if I was totally abandoned? What if my mama didn't want me and my daddy didn't want me? First of all, I hate that. But I want to say something. There is a special privilege for you. I'm sorry that that happened to you, but there's a special privilege for you because the Bible says this in Psalms 27 and 10. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. What, did, what does it mean, take me up? It means the Lord will hold me close. The Lord will hold me close. And let me say, I have preached, I've spoken over 10,000 times. You said, Pastor Benny, uh, how can you do that? Well, first of all, you've got to be old. I've spoken over 10,000 times just about every day or every night of, since I started preaching. I've just stayed out there and been out doing it a whole lot. And every year on Mother's Day, I think about a verse that comes to my mind. It's Romans 12 and 15, and it talks about 
weeping with those that weep. And every year on Mother's Day, I, I think about Mother's Day's coming up, and I think about weeping with those that weep, and I, I process those that have lost a mother. I process those that have lost a wife. And I can assure you, I weep with them. And I weep with those individuals who didn't have the ideal mother. You come to church and you hear the preacher preach about the Proverbs 31 woman and you say, I just, I, I, just, I just didn't have that. And every year I think about those mothers that have wayward children. And they beat themselves up. And they say, if I'd been the mother I should have been, my child would be serving the Lord. But let me say something to you, Mom. That's just not true. Adam and Eve didn't turn out exactly right, if you remember. And that sure don't make God a bad parent. They've got a choice. They've got a wheel. They've got a free wheel. I, I, think, about, I think about those. Uh, I used to hate Mother's Day. I, I'm almost done. If you get finished before I do, just slip out. I used to hate Mother's Day because I had to always say, Mom, stand up. And I always had to look over at my wife. And her thinking, why? Why, God, can't we have a child? Every year on Mother's Day, I would think about that. And every year on Mother's Day, even to this day, I think about those little old girls that want to have babies. And for some reason, they can't because, by the way, that's one out of every six couples in America. I want to make a statement. I've got the answer for abortion. The answer for abortion is adoption. In my ministry, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do and I've done it on multiple, multiple, multiple occasions, is look in the face of a mom and say, I don't know how to tell you this, but your child's dead. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I recently did it. And the mom said, oh no, Pastor Benny. No, Pastor Benny. No, Benny. And every Mother's Day, I weep with those that weep. Because I realize it's a difficult day. But I'm so glad the Bible doesn't stop there. <laughs> I'm so glad it says to rejoice with those that rejoice. So every year on Mother's Day, I think about those little old babies that's been born. I wonder how many of you, you would say, Pastor, in the last two years, in the last two years, we've had a baby born into our family. Would you raise your hand? Just raise your hand. Don't we rejoice? Don't we rejoice with those that rejoice? Not long ago, I had a mother say, Pastor Benny, my son's come back home. I've been praying for him for years, but he's recommitted his life to God. Don't we rejoice with those wayward children that's coming back to mom? Let me, let, me, let me tell you some, who some of my heroes are. Don't we appreciate those foster moms that don't have to be moms, but foster moms that are stepping in and, 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 and fostering children? 
Hey, listen, I celebrate spiritual moms, that they're doing what the Bible says. The older women are being mothers to the younger women. Don't we appreciate and celebrate spiritual moms? Let me tell you something. I celebrate those grandparents. And you're in my prayers. Those grandparents that weren't planning on being a mom and dad again, but because of situations, they've had to step in. And they're grandparents, but they've had to be a mom and dad again. Don't we celebrate them on Mother's Day for all they do? Let me tell you something. I think about those single moms. And by the way, folks, let me, let me say something. Men... If you impregnated a woman, if, if you don't love her and you're not, that's not, you know, you don't love her, you're not committed to her. You, you don't, I don't, I don't encourage you to marry her, but you listen to me closely. If you impregnated her, you have a moral responsibility. You may not come back, but you need to bring your wallet back and you need to man up and you need to be the man that you ought to be because you've got a responsibility to that child. And by the way, that single mom that's struggling, that feels less than in church and everywhere else, that's paying a great price and trying to raise her child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, I celebrate you single moms. I commend you. I thank God for you. I thank God for every single mom that's listening today. And wait, I'm done. Somebody said, praise God. Listen to me closely. You said, Pastor Benny, this is all wonderful. How, how can, give me some practical ways that I can honor my parents. Just help me out with practical ways that I can honor my parents. They, they, look, I didn't read these out of a book. These came out of my heart. Number one, write notes of appreciation. Write notes of appreciation. You said, well, Pastor, I, I thought about this afternoon. Uh, I thought about the best thing I can do is send a text. Take that phone and throw it out the window. Take that phone and throw it out. You, you become so comfortable with that phone. My God, we, we don't know how to text. We know how to tweet. We know how to type. But we don't even know how to talk. Write notes of appreciation. You said, Pastor, it, it really don't matter. I got one about 15 years ago. That says, Dear Dad. What's it say? Well, you'll never know. But I'll tell you, sir, you don't have enough money to buy it. They don't print enough money in Washington, D.C. to get it. Sit down sometimes and write a note to that mom and dad. Oh, they're flawed, I know that. But they did a lot of things right, too. There's a second thing I'd say to you. Spend time with them. Spend time with them. Oh, no, you said, well, I'm going to get some. No, 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 the presence won't replace your presence. 
I grew up in the hills of Tennessee, and there used to be an old football coach at Alabama named Paul Bear Bryant. He would do commercials for the telephone company. And Bear had a voice about like mine. And Bear would say this. Have you called your mama today? And then Bear would say, I sure wish I could call mine. I sure wish I could call mine. There's the third thing that I want to encourage you to do. Express appreciation to others for them in their presence. You want to thrill your mom? You get her around people and you say, boy, I had a good mama. She'll say, oh, stop, but she really means keep on. Boy, I appreciate my daddy. You can get a clothes hanger in his mouth. You say it don't matter, it does matter. It'd be a great day in your life when you celebrate the mama you've got instead of the one you wish you'd had. be a great day in your life when you realize she's the only one I've got and I'm going to celebrate her she's got her flaws but I'm going to celebrate her and I'm done I preached too long but I'm done with this give great joy to your parents you say, boy, this is good, preacher. How did I do it? Well, I'm going to tell you. Look what it says. Sensible children bring joy to their father. So that's good. I want to I bring joy to my dad and my mom. Well, how did I do it? Third John, I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in truth. You want to give joy to your mom and daddy? Let them know that you're living right. Let them know that the Bible's your God. Let them know that you're living for Jesus Christ. And that will bring more joy to your parents than anything else. Can we give God praise for all he's done? Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.